Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hello, I'm Blair Bathory, and this is the Something Scary Podcast 2024. Thank you so much for being here once again in the new year. Whether this is your first time or you're one of the brave souls who join us every week. Welcome. While some people sleep soundly, some of us suffer from sleep paralysis, a nocturnal nightmare that traps our souls and mind in an unknown realm. Paralyzed bodies shackled by unseen forces make us witness grotesque apparitions lurking in the dark. The silent screams echo within our heads as the line between dreams and reality blur into waking nightmares. Or is it all just a dream? You decide. First, endless night of terror. Then, a final goodbye. Finally, in our last story, it's always watching you. Before we get to our stories, I just wanted to ask if you would take a minute to rate and review this podcast You can pause here and do it right now, or you can do it after you've listened. It's one of the ways you can help Something Scary continue to grow, and it only takes a minute. Thank you so much for being here every week. We are incredibly grateful for the support of all of our listeners. So, want to hear something scary? Dead Asleep. Sometimes in life, no one can help you. You must rely on your own light to get through the darkness. Like in this story inspired by Daivi Anshu. Trying to help me with my night terrors, as they called my nightly episodes, was the reason my mother suggested that my cousin sleep over. She thought that if someone else was in the room with me, it would make me feel less afraid. Or perhaps having a fun sleepover would distract me from my nightmares. So that night, my mom had my cousin sleep over, but she was dead wrong. It was 2.37 a.m. when the bedroom door swung open slowly, revealing nothing but the dimly lit hallway beyond. 
A shiver ran down my spine as I strained my eyes to see if there was anyone there. The room seemed terribly silent, and the air was heavy with anticipation. I stared into the darkness, a soft whispering sound in my ears. It was the same rhythmic chant from the previous night. The hair on the back of my neck stood on end as the voice drew closer, and the hallway light spilled into my room once again. This time, there was no floating head with decomposing entrails. Instead, the figure that entered my room was more humanoid, but its features were obscured by shadows. Its haunting presence filled the air, and I felt the weight on my chest, the same oppressive force that had paralyzed me in the night before, and the night before that. The figure moved gracefully, gliding towards me with an unnatural strut. I tried to scream, but my voice caught in my throat. I don't know why I still bothered to try. Panic set in as the figure reached out its shadowy hand towards me. The room felt like it was closing in, and I struggled to break free from the invisible force that held me down. In the midst of the chaos, I caught a glimpse of my cousin still lying next to me, seemingly oblivious to the unfolding nightmare. The figure turned his attention to him, and a guttural growl emanated from its formless mouth. I desperately tried to wake my cousin, to warn him of the impending danger, but my body remained unresponsive, my voice still stuck in my throat. The figure's hand hovered over my cousin, casting a dark shadow over his peaceful face. Suddenly, it plunged its hand into his chest, and a blood-curdling scream pierced the air. I watched in horror as my cousin's body convulsed, his eyes wide open in terror. The room echoed with his agonized cries, and I felt a warm liquid seeping through the sheets. Tears streamed down my face as I struggled against the invisible force, helpless to intervene. I did this to him, me. The figure withdrew its hand, now coated in blood, and turned its gaze back to me. It grinned with sharp gray teeth and a twisted smile. In that moment, the room seemed to distort, the walls closing in on me as if the very fabric of reality was unraveling. The air was thick with a nauseating stench, and I could taste the metallic tang of fear. The figure, now hovering above me, whispered incomprehensible words that reverberated through my mind. Just as I thought I couldn't endure the terror any longer, the figure vanished into thin air. The oppressive force lifted, and I gasped for air as if waking from having almost drowned. The room returned to its normal state, the hallway light dimming, and the whispers fading away. Morning arrived once again, and I found myself drenched in sweat, the traumatic events of the night still vivid in my mind. Immediately, I shouted for my cousin, I shook him awake and he swatted me away like I was crazy. He was unscathed by the events of the previous night. I hesitated to share the new horrors with my family, fearing they would dismiss it as another nightmare. The line between dreams and reality had blurred and I questioned my sanity. When would it end? Night after night, the haunting experiences continued. The figure visited me in different forms each more terrifying than the last. It seemed to feed on my fear, growing stronger with each encounter. Sleep became a torment, 
and I longed for the light of day to break the cycle of dread. Desperation led me to seek the help of a paranormal investigator I found online. Together, we delved into the history of the house, attempting to unearth the tales of tragedy and cruel spirits. But there was nothing. The investigator performed cleansing rituals, but the entity persisted, growing more relentless. As the nightmares escalated, I became a mere shell of my former self, haunted by what lurked in the shadows. The line between wakefulness and sleep blurred further, and the once familiar confines of my room transformed into a realm of unending horror. One fateful night, as the figure descended upon me once again, I had a feeling of euphoria come over me. I didn't fight. I gave up trying to scream. I was tired of the fight. If that was to be my fate, then I accept. Let it take me. The room quivered, and an otherworldly scream echoed through the darkness. With a blinding flash, the figure recoiled, its form dissipating into nothingness. The oppressive force lifted, and I found myself alone in the silence of the night. The nightmares ended, and the weight on my chest vanished. The moment I stopped fighting and accepted my reality, everything changed. In the days that followed, a sense of normalcy returned, but the scars of those endless nights lingered. I couldn't erase the memories of the figure, the whispers and the screams. The once comforting embrace of sleep now carried a lingering fear. As I lay half awake in my bed, wrapped up in my blanket, I couldn't shake the feeling that one day the creature might return. The clock read 2.37, a time forever etched in my memory. I glanced at the empty space next to me, haunted by the echoes of a nightmarish past. It was almost free. Have you ever experienced sleep paralysis? What made the evil entity disappear? Or are you still suffering after the event? Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Sometimes we wouldn't wish for certain things if we knew the consequences of getting them. Like in this story inspired by River Song 25. The supernatural experience that unfolded almost four decades ago still gives me shivers when I think about it. The chill-inducing events began when the illness that struck my great-aunt, the enigmatic Mimi, was affectionately called her, Mimi. She was the matriarch of our family, and her sudden sickness cast a gloom over our once vibrant household. This was a woman who was loved by everyone, not just family members, but she seemed to touch everyone she came in contact with. It was like she has a special connection with each of us kids, really taking the time to make us all feel special in her own way. My sister and Mimi shared a love of cats. For Mimi and me, it was dreams that we shared. We both dreamed in vivid color and we remembered everything. She always wanted to hear about mine. She said dreams were the universe's way of connecting to us. Mimi, along with my mother, often spoke of the otherworldly connection that ran through our family's veins. They claimed to possess the gift of seeing spirits, a talent that occasionally reveals itself in certain family members. My older sister confessed to glimpses of the ghosts, spirits, and sometimes visions, heightening the mysterious atmosphere that enveloped our lineage. Even from a young age, I always loved the idea of seeing ghosts. Whether they were on TV or in horror movies, I never got scared or had nightmares. It was actually something I wished I could witness. But no matter how hard I looked, I never saw a ghost or heard from a spirit. Even the Ouija board failed me. I was so jealous of my sister for being the one to have the gift. I truly longed for it. And with Mimi so sick, it felt like even more distance between us. As Mimi lay wasting away in the hospital, a fog of uncertainty settled over our home of what it would be like without her. The adults were all visibly worried and were the only ones permitted to visit her. The rest of us, especially the children, were left to grapple with the mysterious severity of her condition. Even my unusual relief of childhood dreams failed to provide solace and escape from the fear of losing Mimi. One terrible night, my parents received a phone call that made them rush out of the house to Mimi's side. Left alone with my older sister, we clung to our fears as the minutes stretched into agonizing hours. Darkness took over the house intensifying the sad silence that covered us. Eventually, exhaustion overcame my anxiety. I could no longer keep my eyes awake and I fell asleep on the couch. The moment I closed my eyes, I found myself standing in the backyard, bathed in an unnatural luminous white glow. Mimi materialized behind me, her presence striking me with joy yet sending shivers down my spine. She enveloped me in a warm hug imparting cryptic words telling me she was sorry, but she had to go. She urged me to be good before kissing my cheeks, then my forehead, 
before dissolving into ethereal brilliance. I started to hear a cat meow. I looked around for one, but couldn't see her. Awakening in a panic, I realized it was our cat crying and meowing. My sister, now also awake, tried to calm her. Then she looked deep into the cat's eyes and wrinkled her nose. Mimi? She whispered. We rushed to my parents' room, only to find it empty, a reminder that my parents were yet to return. The clock read 4.08 a.m., still loopy. We both clamored into our parents' empty bed. I wrestled with the disorienting confusion of the dream and reality, unaware that reality was unfolding right before us. Hours later, our parents returned, my mother's face etched with grief. The words she spoke clawed at my soul. Mimi had passed, she was gone. Her departure was around 4 a.m., the exact time of my bizarre dream and the cat's meltdown. The revelation sent shivers down my spine. That was her. It wasn't just a dream. My Mimi has come to visit me in the form in which we connected deepest. Then I was filled with regret. Had I realized, I would have told her how much I loved her. I would have told her forever. The funeral that followed was like a blur, as if the very air mourned the loss of Mimi, the force that had tethered our family together. The stories shared by mourners became oddly similar, each tale having something to do with a strange coincidence, her introducing multiple couples that ended up getting married, or even things otherworldly, like her being able to translate for people messages from dead relatives. It was clear she had a gift, and she shared it freely with the world. In the weeks that followed, an obvious sadness settled over our home. Doors creaked in the dead of night, and whispers were heard through the hallway like ghostly apparitions. My sister, too, said she had more encounters with Mimi's spiritual form, each visitation amplifying the tension in her once peaceful home. And it took me weeks to understand that Mimi had left me with what I wanted most, the ability to experience the supernatural. She visited me in my dreams and she proved it was possible. I'm only sorry she had to go, but she was able to pass on that special gift to me. Do you have a supernatural gift? Is it something simple like strong intuition? Or can you connect with the otherworldly? If you've had a supernatural experience like in this story, Share your experience with us and send us an email at somethingscary@snarled.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com.
Vacation with friends is all fun and games until a monster finds you. Like in this story inspired by Laura. Gasping for air, I was running through the woods as fast as I could. Something was chasing my friends and me just behind our campsite. One minute we were eating candy and Mindy was setting up a game of Uno. The next, a horrible creature destroyed our tent and was stalking us through the forest. We were all running for our lives in the dark. One by one, we were separated from each other as we weaved in and out of the trees, everyone running at a different pace. By the time I got a second to look around, no one was left. Suddenly, I awoke to see the welcoming ceiling of our tent. It was normal. Everything was fine. I was safe and warm in my sleeping bag on a camping getaway with my best friends. I wasn't getting chased through the woods behind our campsite. And when I glanced over, I saw my friends all sound asleep. That night had produced the strangest dream, and in my gut, it all felt so real, too real. I decided not to tell the girls. If one of them had told me a nightmare like that, it would freak me out the rest of our trip. As a courtesy to them, I kept it to myself. After breakfast, we took a swim in the creek, floating slowly towards the little pools of rocks and waterfalls. We put the donut, watermelon, and dolphin floaties up on a sandy patch of ground before hopping across rocks to get to the little waterfall we could hear up ahead. I was faster than the other three girls, so I was leading the way, testing to see which rocks could and couldn't be stepped on. Suddenly, something flashed across the corner of my eye. A grotesque figure was standing in the trees lining the creek. It was taller than any man I had ever seen. Its skin looked as though it was melting off of his skeleton and dirt packed into the open crevices of his skin. Arms as long as my body drooped beside its torso and knees sharp as knives protruded out the back of its legs. It let out a low growl. In shock, I slipped off the mossy rock my foot was planted on and fell backwards grabbing for something to lessen the blow. I hissed in pain as my hand hit something opening up a small wound on my finger. Pulling my hand out of the water, I grabbed a bit of fabric from my swimmers and wrapped my finger in it. Are you okay? Kai yelled out before moving faster along the rocks. I didn't answer her though, my thoughts rushing straight back to what I had just seen moments before. Looking up at the tree line, searching for its face, I tried to make out where the creature was, but it was like it had vanished. What are you looking at? Mindy asked, placing a gentle hand on my shoulder. Her head and eyes scanned the same area I had just been staring at. I mumbled a small nothing before getting up and continuing on my own. The other girls looked at me before shrugging at each other and following behind me. Midday rolled around and we found ourselves blissfully splashing around in the pool of water at the bottom of the waterfall. We played truth or dare and held a contest to see who could hold their breath the longest. Zoe counted to three and plunged underneath the cool water. It was quiet and serene with the water hugging my body. With my mind almost perfectly clear, I saw him. A vision of him flashed in my mind. I popped out of the water choking and looking around once again. It was there watching. I felt it in my gut. Not wanting to ruin anyone's good time and unsure if I was crazy, I still kept my visions and thoughts to myself. But the sun was going down and it would take us a while to get back. 
I suggested it was time to make the trek back to camp. As we hiked back, I found myself taking the bush-covered path beside the creek where I had first spotted the creature. I heard a branch snap behind me and I yelped and I spun around. No one was there. Catch up, Leah, Mindy called to me from the front of the line. I turned and quickly followed the group back to the campsite. Kai, Mindy, Zoe, and I were up by the bathrooms changing out of our wetsuits and getting ready to turn in. That's when Kai spotted something stalking around outside behind the toilets. Screw off, perv, she yelled. When the figure didn't leave, I walked over to see her flipping the guy off. They still didn't leave. I let out an exasperated sigh of annoyance. Mindy came outside to see what was going on. I grabbed her wrist and pulled her to the entrance of the toilets, pointing over at where the abnormally large person was standing. She rolled her eyes and looked at me. A mixture of disgust and fear painted itself across her face. I looked right back at her shrugging. Zoe walked out of her stall right at that time laughing her head off, and three of us stared at her. Eyebrows furrowing in confusion. You girls are being dummies, nobody's out there. Her laughter started to die down and Mindy and I looked over the grassy area to see that the shadowy figure was gone. A chill went down my spine, remembering what I had seen earlier, and I ushered the girls back to our camping spot. Zoe zipped back up the tent, flashing the torch around before she and Kai started making shadow puppets. We pulled out the candy and then Mindy started to set up a game of Uno. Before long, we saw shadows coming from outside of the tent. We brushed it off knowing there were other campers using the site. Then I heard it. A low growling noise ricocheted around the tent, cutting through the silence like a knife. Deja vu hit me in the face. I have been here before, eating the candy, Mindy setting up the Uno. This was all from my nightmare. So we shut off the flashlight and we all huddled up at the back of the tent. We could hear the figure at the opening of the tent, stalking around the entrance. Its stench began to permeate the tent. Suddenly it stopped pacing around and we heard it stalk off. I let out a long, shaky breath, a breath I didn't even know I was holding in. The other girls brushed it off as the mounds of sugar we had eaten, but deep down, I knew that wasn't the case. Curling up into my sleeping bag felt like a death sentence. I had to do something. I started to moan in pain. I told the girls I had a terrible stomach ache and needed to go home. When Kai asked if I wanted help getting to the bathroom, I told her I just had to get into my own bed at home. I think the others knew I was lying and they were grateful for it. We took down the tent and packed up at record speed, all pretending like it was just to get me home. That was over two years ago and we haven't spoken about that night since. Kai, Mindy, and Zoe still don't know about my nightmare or premonition. They don't know what I had seen in the tree line only hours before we all heard the creature, and I don't plan on telling them. My mind still worries that if I ever come across that creature again, I might not be as lucky as I was to know in advance of its evil intentions. I try to pay extra attention to my dreams so I can have warning. One thing I know is whatever was out there that night was nothing short of evil, and I fear I haven't seen the last of it. Are you a camping in the woods type of person? Or are you too afraid of what lurks in the darkness? Have you ever told a lie about why you wanted to leave a place? 
This week's podcast stories were edited by Sarah Lukasiewicz, narration by Blair Bathory, audio edited and mixed by Fitz Harris, additional audio editing by Calvin Linderman, produced by Anna Villalobos, executive produced by Gail Gilman, music by Sapphire Sindalo and Calvin Linderman. If you have a story you'd like to submit, send me an email at somethingscary@snarl.com. Don't forget to watch the video version of Something Scary over at youtube.com slash snarled. And if you'd like to support the show and everything we do at Snarled, join our Patreon at patreon.com slash snarled. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.